This is How Have You Not Seen, a movie podcast where we fill in the gaps in our cinematic knowledge by asking important questions like, whoa, you never watched The Squid and the Whale? Or, you seriously haven't seen broadcast news? Or, how have you not seen Vanilla Sky? Welcome back to How Have You Not Seen. I am your co-host, Carson Betts. And I am your other co-host, Caroline Thompson. This is a movie podcast where every week, one of us brings one of our favorite movies the other hasn't seen. We talk about it. And then we go and watch the movie. And then we talk about it some more. Oh, it's it's going to be, this one's going to be a good time. Caroline, I'm, you is know. Is it going to be a good time? It's going to be great. I'm, I'm breaking, I feel like I'm breaking the conceit of this show a little bit. Because because it's one of your it's not one of your favorite movies that the other hasn't seen. It's just a bug nuts movie. The other hasn't seen. I would say that this is one of my favorite movies. There are like moments in this film that are my favorite to talk about. Like, I think that this movie counts because I I talk about it more than I talk about some of my favorite movies. That's fair. That is fair. Okay. And I, I want you to join in on this. And so I ask you this question. How have you never seen Vanilla Sky? Um, so I remember, because this is what, uh, like 2000, 2001? Yeah, let me look it up. I think 2000. And I remember the advertising for this movie was all over the fucking place, like when I was a kid. And I remember it being one of those things where, like, I remember, like, being at the cinema and seeing, like, one of the giant, like, the very tall, like, standee posters Mm -hmm. of like fucking tom cruise and i was like whoa the movie's called vanilla sky i was probably like six or seven and i was like i was like i don't know what that is but i was like i want to see that and my mom was like no that's a grown-up movie and i was like okay and then uh a few years later i heard it was like i mean i don't want to beat around the bush here but like i kind of heard it was like utter trash (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) it's so much but here's the thing it's so much more than that Right, right. But that's as as a lot of these cases tend to be that like movies that are like, I don't know, like, I feel like we don't get as many movies like this anymore, where they're like huge swings. I feel like nowadays, Mm -hmm. big star studded, like big, like star vehicles that are like bad are just like, and, and again, I have not even seen this movie. So like, I'm not I'm not trying to shit on it, but it's like, you know, like like a red notice kind of thing where it's like it's just kind of like generic. Like it's kind of like it's kind of like paint by numbers, like the studio like did a like it's it's like, oh, we're going to make this big like star studded movie as like a safe thing, you know, whereas like back in the day you would get films like this, I think, which it's like Tom Cruise, biggest movie star in the world doing just an utterly like bug nuts, just total mess of a movie, which Mm -hmm. like is a miss because it's kind of deranged, not because, you know. Deranged is the correct term for for, this movie. For every, for every, you know, for every collateral beauty you get, you get a hundred red notices, you know? Yes, yes, For every book of Henry, you know? And I feel like, I feel like my, the reputation 
and well, this is kind of jumping the gun a little bit to the next question, mm-hmm. but I feel like I feel like Vanilla Sky is more in the uh, is kind of like a, a, a predecessor to your um, to your Book of Henry's to your um, what's the one I literally just said um, Collateral Beauty like Collateral Beauty yeah just like just like fucking like weird and kind of terrible swings as opposed to just like oh yeah we made another movie in which The Rock is The Rock. Rock is the right. Here's the thing about the rock is that he is the rock. And here's the thing about Ryan Gosling. He's hot, but he's Ryan funny. Reynolds. Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Oh, Ryan, Ryan Gosling, also hot and funny. Let me tell you, I, I just Gosling, rewatched the nice guys like a week ago. Good for you. Ryan Gosling hasn't been in a movie in too long, and I miss him because like five years ago, I would say like 18% of my personality was standing Ryan Gosling and like Dude, I need that I, part I, of know, my life back. That's still like 90% of my personality. Okay, do you know, what, what do you know about this movie? First off, do you know the director, who the director of this is? Don't tell me, because the thing is, is I do. I yeah. know, I know that it's mm-hmm. like someone, you know, like I know it's like a somewhat big name director. Mm-hmm. I know it's someone. Well, but like, like <laughs> I know that I know the director and that I am familiar with the director's work. I just like, it's not Danny Boyle, is it? No, that would be no. This is before Danny Boyle started to suck. <laughs> um, I don't know. Tell me, Cameron Crow. Oh, okay. Yes. Or, yes. 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 You, what, what's have you like? Have you seen a lot of Crow? Have you seen fucking like? I've seen almost you know, famous. Um, almost seen... famous is fine. Almost Famous is good. I would probably maybe go so far as to say. I, I like yeah. it. Almost, I haven't most, seen it in most, five years, but. Sure. Most people like Almost Famous more than I do. Yeah. But you're not, but you haven't sampled like his, his truly shit terrible, like later work, like Elizabeth Town and fucking Aloha. No, and like, and like, okay. was he We Bought a Zoo? He was We Bought a yes, Zoo. Yes, he was. I he fucking was love We Bought a Zoo. <laughs> Honestly, We Bought a Zoo is a lot better than most of like the late, last half of his movies, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That that movie is like makes sense, and a lot of his others just <laughs> don't. Yeah. Okay. The fact that this is the fact that this is a Cameron Crowe movie is like kind of unlocking some things for me. Like yeah. in terms of like, oh, yeah. like that means like that is much less <laughs> of an enigma now. Yes. But yes. Okay. So it stars Tom Cruise. And, yes, it does. Okay. So like. Isn't the premise like? <laughs> doesn't it have something to do with like? <laughs> okay, correct me if I'm wrong, and maybe I'm like off base here. But mm-hmm. isn't it like that he's like a super hot like male model, and he like gets in a car accident and like, breaks his face or something? You're not that far off. Okay. <laughs> But yeah, it's Here's like it's like and it's like and it's like he has to deal with like being an ugly now. <laughs> like isn't that worth it? <laughs> uh, Caroline, I really I'm really excited to talk about this movie after you watch it because it's like the ways in which you're correct, you're so right, and the ways in which you're wrong are so interesting. Okay, okay, yeah. Um oh. no, yeah, I have uh I don't know. I really don't know that much about this movie. It is a remake, okay. right? Did I get that right? It, it is like it, a it remake is, yeah. of a of an Indian film. Is that correct? Of a Spanish film. Spanish of a Spanish film. film. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, that's so that's so funny. Okay. <laughs> do you know anything? Do you know anything else about Vanilla Sky? 
Um, I know that the poster is very blue and mm -hmm. that's about it. Yeah. Blue ass sky and Tom Cruise's blue ass eyes. All right. Fantastic. Well, if that's all, you know, I am so ready for our little game this week. It is one we have not played in quite some time. It is two truths and a lie. Oh, Jesus. Okay, let's mm. go. Here it comes. Everyone at home, you know how fucking two truths and a lie works. I, I, I trust you. you. You got it. So I've got three facts. Two are true. One, fabrication. I totally invented it like last night. Caroline's going to try and guess which one that is. Are you ready? Yes. Fact number one. Studio executives wanted Cameron Crowe to use CGI to remove shots of the World Trade Center after the terrorist attacks of September 11th, 2001. Crowe refused, and they appear in several establishing shots. Okay. Fact number two. Jared Leto auditioned for and was heavily considered to be the frontrunner for the role that eventually went to Jason Lee. Wow, okay. Jason Lee's in this? I mean, I guess it could be a lie, yeah. You don't know. It could be a lie. That's true. Fact number three. The construction of the set that was used for the Times Square scene took three weeks and eight set builders working 60 to 80 hour weeks and was overseen by former New York City manager Jason Chris. Wow. Those are all things I can absolutely believe. Other, I mean, in in the way that like film productions are fucking insane and like the yeah. stories you hear because i mean that is i mean the cgi removal of um the world trade center is a thing that a lot of movies did yeah. um and so the thing for me is like it's less crazy that um it's less crazy that the studio asked and that like you were saying that i'm like oh that's like probably gotta be true like like whatever like that's uh very common but then when you said crow refused i was like wow um because you know like in like very famously like that was a big deal with the Raimi spider-man is they had to scrap mm -hmm. a lot of marketing they had to like edit a bunch of shots um mm -hmm. so it, that one adam the believe. man saying you mess with new york you mess with one of us you mess with all of us yes they did have to add that they had to throw yeah. they had to they had to add in a bunch of um a bunch of uh, very diverse New Yorkers all throwing trash at the Green Goblin, which Great, honestly, a vibe. Um, yeah, such something, a vibe. Some, something, 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 pizza rat. Um, mm, yes. Let me think. Pizza um, time. <laughs> a, um, so I think that one's probably true. <sighs> I'm going to say Jared Leto was not... Uh, considered for the role because the last one is so specific it leaves you a lot of places where like haha his name was not jason chris it was chris jason haha mm. but like that's very specific so i'm gonna say that jared leto was not considered for the role all right and or that it did not end up going to jason lee but all right back number two all right and we will reveal which one was a lie when we come back caroline are you ready to go watch fucking vanilla sky I fucking guess. Yeah, let's Hell go. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Let's do it. Let's go. Open your eyes. Oh. <laughs> the, 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 uh, the coveted Corey 
brings us back from the break. I that do, doesn't I, happen for you. get those very often. But I, I, I liked I liked that because I had no idea how to start this. Although that <laughs> is, I won't say the obvious choice because I didn't think of it. But that is like clearly like the best, most on brand choice. <laughs> I, I would. We do need to finish the game, but. I yeah, this this is such a weird. I said it in the first half. This is such a weird fucking movie. Like I rewatched it. I such was a like, weird movie. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, it's still well because like I knew the plot the second time I watched it. Like I'm oh, I'm like oh I know what's gonna happen, and then right, I still watched right. it. I was still like what the fuck. All right, Caroline, we need to get back to the game. Just real quick, opening thoughts. What'd you think? Um, very weird. Oh yes, low key kind of really dug it. <laughs> That's so interesting. Like Loki was like pretty into it. Yeah. Okay. I really want to hear this. I really want to hear this. We do need to finish the game real quickly. Okay. So we did two truths and a lie. You guessed that my fact that Jared Leto auditioned for the role that eventually went to Jason Lee was a lie. Is that correct? That is not correct. That is that is the truth. He did. That audition. is the truth. Were they just looking for people with the initials JL? Like, what's the deal? I don't. I look. I don't know. But can you imagine if Jared Leto was that role in this movie? It would be so fucking weird. It would be yeah. much worse. Even, and that role is already pretty much weird. That role is already pretty cursed. Um, and it makes sense once you get to the end of the movie. But like. Yeah. For a lot of the movie, I'm like, why is this person like this? Like, this sucks. Like, why is he like this? Why is he even here? Like, why, why do we need this man? Um, so my lie was that the construction of the set that was used for Times Square scene took three weeks, eight self-builders working 60, 80 hours a week and overseen by former New York City manager Jason Chris. That's because they just fucking shot that shit in Times Square. They just shut the place down. And- yeah, they just shut Times Square down for like eight hours and just did it that's pretty rad is rad i that's a cool that's a very cool visual of Times square all empty it's real cool yeah uh so yeah you lose uh uh suck my boogers caroline carson carson is wrecking you i'm that's okay you you beat me last season and now I'm fucking coming. I'm coming, coming back with a like fucking a storm vengeance. With, a, with a vengeance. Much like Tom Cruise doing circles in the middle of a club with two faces on either side of his face. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I am I am jumping up and down on Oprah's couch. And I'm coming for you. Um, all right, so let's get into it. What uh, just just talk, go for it. I want to hear what you think about this movie. Um you I, said you cried. I'm so excited. I said excited. I teared up. I said okay, I teared right, up a right. little bit. A the little tears bit. Tears did not fall. Yes. A, 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 never, never, nary a tear fell from my water line down my cheek. However, mm. I, I did feel, feel them brewing a little bit. Mm. Um, no, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think that um, obviously a very strange movie. It is this kind of like interesting, like... And this is a few years before, so, like, it's not like this is aping it, but, like, this is very, like, it, it's, like, eternal sunshine light, almost, mm-hmm. you know? Very much that thing of, like, let's use, like, weird, soft sci-fi to, like, really explore, like, you know, human memory, human, like, emotion, human, like, um, like, like love, I guess, like, romance, kind of. Um, and I found it to be very strange. The first Mm -hmm. 20 minutes, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, Mm -hmm. what the fuck is happening? 
And then kind of like once you kind of like get on like the wavelength of the film, I found myself just kind of being like, okay, like this is really strange, but like, like I'm invested. Like I know what's going on. Like I'm here. I'm like seeing the story unfold and like, I'm not pulling at my hair because I hate it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's yeah. not a frustrating film to watch. Certainly. Which I was kind of expecting. Yeah. It, it, it is a confusing film, but like, that's obviously on purpose. And yeah. I was kind of like the film's reputation. I was kind of uh, waiting for this to get like super, like, like self-indulgent and stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like a bug nuts crazy, but like in a way that like makes you roll your eyes. And like, I didn't really hate it, honestly. Interesting. Interesting. That is so interesting. I mean, I don't hate it either. Like I'll, I'll put that in here. I mean, like, I think I've said, I chose this movie not because I love it, but because I do just love the idea of it. And I do, it is just a movie that I like to talk about a lot. At yeah. any time, I'm, I I will walk up. Did you see Vanilla? You ever seen Vanilla Sky? Just to like get their you know thing on it. I do not like it as much as you. It's very interesting that you connected to it. Like you connected to it on an emotional level because I do not at all like. Which I I think personally for me is just because like I kind of don't give a shit about the central romance. Yeah, I mean that's like, fair. Like this is okay. And after this, this is the movie where like Tom Cruise and Penelope Cruz started dating after this, which is weird oh, to me, which is weird Cruise, to me. Cruise and Cruise. Yeah. Cruise X Cruise. Uh, David Ames X Sophia Serrano, which is the name of a pepper. It but... is. I, that is exactly what I thought too. Cause I was looking at the, I was looking at the um, HBO credits, like mm-hmm. on the thing. And like, weirdly they give like, they do the full character name first. And it's like, they do like first and last name. And then like, as if like, we're, it's not like Tom Cruise as David Ames. It's like David Ames played by Tom Cruise. And so I'm like going down the side, I'm like, who the fuck is Sophia Serrano? I was like, and I was like, oh, that's the character name. Like, and yeah. that's the name of a pepper. Yes. Yeah, it is. She's a beautiful pepper woman. Because she's a, she's a spicy Latina woman. Obviously she, she, she must be named after Anne she Pepper. She must be named after a pepper. I mean, as is Cameron Diaz, um, but I, th- I guess Very she's supposed comic to be book name. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she's supposed uh, to be Julie Gianni. Yeah. Julie Gianni is a really good name. That's that's especially second time watching. I was like, damn, that's a good name. And I thought it for the exact reason. I'm like that should be like a new member of the fantastic four. Julie Gianni. Yeah. Well, um, and it's like, and it's like, it, it is kind of silly because like, obviously those people are rooted in his reality, mm-hmm. but like, as from like a filmmaking standpoint, you do kind of need to give them very, very, very like, recognizable names because when the film begins to devolve into like his i won't say psychosis because it's like it's not that he's crazy he's having a nightmare yeah like as it devolves into his nightmare and like the central conceit of the last 30 minutes of the nightmare is that he can't tell these two people apart Mm -hmm. it's like you do need to have very like starkly different actresses and very like recognizable names yeah so like while the names are like kind of extremely silly it's like if it was just like like i don't know if the names were less kind of silly i think that it could get a little bit more confusing yeah also i mean david ames good name solid ass name good name for yeah, a leading man in the movie. absolutely but like i don't it's weird to me that 
go back to what I was initially saying, like, it's, it's weird to me that like Cruz and Cruz started dating after this because I find them to have zero chemistry in this entire movie. Oh, really? I, mean, I disagree. I, I, yeah, I disagree. Yeah, I, I, yeah, like that. I mean, they really just have like, I mean, there's the scene at the party and then there's the scene at her apartment and the scene in her apartment is very we. I think the part, that is the point in the movie where, because it's really, it's after the, the weirdness of the first 20 minutes and then before when everything starts to get really bug nuts um so like that scene in the apartment is especially second time watching it i was like i am bored like i like it's just i mean we're establishing the life extension thing kind of in the background but like i really don't care about watching these two people like kind of make moony eyes at each other see i disagree because Mm. one i think part of it is that like i had um i had really low expectations sure Two, I think like a thing that I kept thinking about while watching this, especially in like the first act when like, it's just kind of establishing like Tom Cruise is rich and hot. Um, I was just kind of thinking, I was like, wow. I was like, I was like, Tom Cruise really used to be able to play like a human being. I was like, like Tom Cruise used to actually be like pretty charming and like, in like that, like, I am very arrogant. Like I wouldn't even say arrogant because like, he's never like rude or mean about it, but just that like, I look like this and I fucking know it. And like, I am going to, I am going to like breeze through this. Like, like my character is going to breeze through this film as if he knows he is this hot, but like weirdly, like weirdly charming. I felt um, for the first, like for the first act of the movie. And um, I don't know, like I, I just kind of was like, maybe it was just because my expectations were so low, but like I, that was kind of like the point in the movie where I kind of like, like keyed into it a little bit because so much of the, so much of the beginning is like Tom Cruise is hot and drives a Mustang and everybody yeah. wants to be him. And like, yeah. like Jason Lee wants to be him and Cameron Diaz wants to be with him, but all he wants is like someone to understand him. And so when it's like, you know, when it is like that thing of like, he just goes back to like a woman's apartment and it's just like, he gets to like, you know, be charming, but like that thing of like, you know, okay, like I'm not in public. I don't have to be like a magazine publisher. Like this woman isn't like rich. Like I'm not trying to get anything like professional or like career or like material out of her. I just think she's like kind of pretty. And like, we're going to go back to like her by 2001 film standards, like shitty poor person apartment. Her, and like, her, you yeah. know, her which in is real a, life, her fucking dope ass apartment. Yeah, yeah, her giant Manhattan apartment, uh-huh. but it's on the first story and like there's less natural mm-hmm. light. So like it is, it is clearly like, telegraphed as like a poor person apartment but yeah. like i don't know so, like i i liked it yeah i i just i mean that's okay that's my other big one of my like big takeaways from this movie and the thing that i think i say in public the most about it when people ask like this is cory texas before that uh cory your wife asked you what is vanilla sky about and you were like i don't know <laughs> Yeah. Which, yeah. which like same thing. If anybody asks me, like, I'll be like, you need to watch Villa Sky. And they're like, what's it about? I'm like, uh, anything I would tell you would, would ruin it. And also I don't really know how to encapsulate that one sentence, but also here's the thing about vanilla sky you know how tom cruise used to be mr big hollywood hotshot and now he's a fucking crazy person you can pinpoint the exact moment in this movie where that transformation happens uh, where yeah. he goes from biggest yeah. star in hollywood to the weirdest man in hollywood <laughs> right. you can see it yeah. and it's when he's in a club with two faces <laughs> spinning around <laughs> and the kid- 
Yeah, that was probably like my least favorite part of the movie. But like, I do think that like it, I don't know. I mean, I think it's interesting um, because it, that part is like very cringeworthy, but also like you're supposed to be cringing at him, like both kind of at him and with him because it is that thing of like, like, I mean, Jason Lee is such a dick to him. And it's like, my dude, like your friend just underwent yeah. like this horrible trauma. Like, I, I don't know, like, and I don't know, maybe it's cause it's, it's, it's 21 years later and like people, the way people talk about like mental health and like wellness and like empathy has grown a lot. And also mm-hmm. like, probably because like, I'm a queer woman. So I mostly go out with like mm-hmm. other queer people and other women, but like, it is that thing where it's like the number of times I have been out in public and have kind of had a breakdown a much uh, about things like significantly less uh, important yeah. than this. And like when my friends are just like, it's okay. Like we got you. Like, it's all right. Like you're allowed yeah. to do this. Like it's so, like, take up whatever space you need. Like the fact that like this man is like, I am going out for the first time in public. Like since I have like gone through this horrible mm-hmm. accident and like, I'm very self-conscious and very nervous about this. And Jason Lee's like, take your fucking mask off. Come on. <laughs> like, I just like my guy, like, come on. But I mean, I think yeah. that um, it is very cringeworthy, but it is also that thing of just like, I don't know, like you, I, I, I really, I really felt for him in a way that's not like, oh my God, like you are right and everybody else is wrong, which is like, oh, like, oh, poor baby. Like, like, come on, like, yeah. let's go home. Like, let's get you home. Like, yeah. like, 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 stop, like, stop, you're making an ass of yourself. And like, I get it and I understand why, but like, let's get you home, buddy. Let's go, yeah. let's go. Yeah, see, I will, I, I, I agree. I think that emotionally and also like that bit, the, the, the post-accident pre-dream stuff, I think that section is the stuff that works the best for me. Interesting. I I think for that reason, like emotionally speaking, because I do just like Tom Cruise kind of being brought low. Like I do just like his traditional movie star persona being run through the mill and then just seeing what happens on the other side. I think that I find that to be very emotionally compelling. And, and like also just that scene in the club uh, and this is okay. So this is a bit of a backhanded compliment to the movie because then that scene in the club, it is, like Jason Lee is being such a shithead. And not only is Jason Lee being a shithead, but like the bartender's being a shithead. He goes to the bathroom and people are like, you're a fucking freak. Like, no, I know. Well, and I, and I watched this movie with my partner and like at that moment I turned to her and I was like, I was like, I was like, I wish I could say like, no one would say that in real life, but like, I was like, I can't like, like, cause like people fucking suck. And like, yeah, well, that's my thing is like, so, so this is about my backhand compliment is like, there, I think in individual aspects, especially the Jason Lee stuff, like I kind of believe, I, I think it's presented a little over the top, but like, I definitely believe that like some drunk asshole at a club would be like, fucking, what's up with your face, bro? Yeah, but definitely. like between the beginning of the movie, starting with this, you know, the, the Times Square dream, which is confusing but also really fucking cool like definitely definitely super cool well, i'm striking from like minute one like he walked out um onto his street and there were no cars and no people and like yeah. clearly this is in new york city mm-hmm. and and like my first thought was like was like oh like i got the like tom cruise has to drive so they had to like actually shut down the street for production but i'm like i'm like it looks really weird that like there's actually nobody and no cars out i'm like i was like I was like, like in that first shot outside, I was like, you really would have thought that like, you know, they would have at least had extras milling about. And then he goes through like two or three shots and I'm like, 
I'm like, oh, I was like, that's like, I was like, okay, I'm here now. And then when he gets like increasingly more like, where the fuck is everybody? Yeah. Like, I was like, I was like, very cool. And it's like, it is that thing where I was very, um, without him walking out the door and being like, where is everybody? Mm-hmm. Like, you get that feeling of like, where the fuck is everybody yeah. without like them having to say anything, which yeah. I thought was really cool. It's a stunning sequence. It's like, really 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 well done but like between that and the fact that the fact that the structure of this movie is that it is basically a memory play that's going on while tom cruise is in a dream jail and the memory play that he's reenacting is when he wasn't in a dream an eternal dream Yes, but also sometimes in that but in the real world, is. he will have dreams in the real world. Like that is just a confusing ass structure. It's by the time I get to the end of it, I'm like, okay, I guess that makes sense. And right. also, but like then when scenes, which again a scene I like, when you get to, I think the sort of vague romantic oddness of his thing with uh, um, uh, Diaz, and then the kind of how fast it goes with uh, Cruz. And then especially by the time you get to the bar scene and it's like his best friend hates him and he's got a weird ass mask on and everyone in town just hates him. And I'm like, well, this entire thing kind of operates on dream logic. So like by the time you're actually in the dream, it like it, I'm like, it's, it's, it's all been a dream. It's all kind of big, you know, in terms of its logic, it's all like mush. Well, yeah, no, I mean, definitely. And I mean, I think too, that like, I mean, you're definitely right. Um, It doesn't bother me quite as much. And it might just be because it's my first viewing, but like a lot of the early stuff and just like a lot of the scene work before like we get to like end of act two, beginning of act three, where like things kind of like devolve into madness almost. But like Mm -hmm. a lot of the scene work is presented very like realistically. Yeah. um, Like very just like naturally. um, And so like I when things started to get a little like more upsetting around that point like it has not yet brought even brought up the fact that like but what if this is a dream other than the fact that like Tom Cruise has nightmares mm-hmm. and like there has been that recurring theme um thing not theme I realized I said that kind of funny but like there is that recurring thing of like weird things kind of play out and then he wakes up and you realize it's been a nightmare sequence. Yeah. So like while there are some scenes where you're just like, like, is this real or is this a nightmare? But it is that thing where it's like with hindsight, it is, I think a not obvious choice, but like I'm able to read it. I was like, oh yeah, that's a decision they made to be like, you know, um, we want that tension of you never really knowing what is a dream and what's not. So you kind of take everything through the perspective of like, of like you have to view the movie of like, this is all three Tom's perspective. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that when they then get to the nightmare stuff, it then retroactively makes more sense because you're like, well, so much of the first half of this movie is kind of built on the tension of like, is this real or is he about to wake up? Yeah. So when you get to the back half of the movie and you're like, well, over half of this film is actually a nightmare, but like only a third of the film was nightmares 
either nightmares within the nightmare or nightmares within the real world. And like only like 25% of the film is actually memory from reality, but it is his mm -hmm. memory because he's regaling the tale to Kurt Russell. I think that like, I don't know that it's really like clear and you're right. The logic is kind of extremely messy and sloppy, but I think like, if you just like, if you kind of just like what, basically what I had to do is I had to just be like, okay, like he keeps waking up and sometimes he doesn't, but like we keep switching back and forth and we're switching back and forth between timelines. And then like beyond even the nightmare stuff, like Kurt Russell will like ask him a question and he'll be like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. He has, you know, um, in, in what's the word he has like a, like an unreliable, like recollection of events too. And like, theoretically he's, um, saying all of these things out loud and like, we are being told the story by him. So it is that thing where, um, like I kind of just had to turn my brain off and stop being like, okay, like, is this real? Is this a dream? Whatever. And I just kind of had to take that for, for like granted that like, Hey, like some of this is going to be a dream. Some of this is going to be real. And if it's important for me to know, like they're going to tell me. And if it's not like that, that ambiguity is fine. And then when you get to the end and they do kind of explain everything, it's like, you're right. Some of the logic, I guess, doesn't congeal in a, I'm going to sit down and track the timeline of this movie on paper. But like, I feel like emotionally at all, like kind of works yeah i mean it is like experientially as a sure. as a work of cinema I think yeah i i i you know and i'm not trying to be too like cinema sinsy about it or whatever no, and I, I don't think you are super, i don't think you are yeah it's just it is it is only a problem for me and it didn't improve upon my second viewing i think because i'm just like i kind of am not i'm not emotionally here for these characters most of the time like sometimes I'm like, all right, I'm with you, Tommy C, but like, I don't care about his relationship. So like most of it is just me kind of being carried along and just being like, what the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? Okay. All right. Sure. I get, yeah. You know, like, and then by the time it gets to the end, especially on second viewing, like knowing what's going to come, I'm like, oh, okay. So and when he wakes up, it's the vanilla sky. And that's when everything starts to get better. Why would Julie Gianni just be there to help him off the ground? Like why, you know, like all that stuff. Is, you, you mean Sophia Serrano. Or Sophia Serrano. Oh, but which one do I mean? That's the oh. question. <laughs> no, you're right. Yeah. So like, that's, yeah, I, I don't know. That's kind of my like big take on this movie. Um, there is, I mean, but there's like so much. I I don't find this movie to be, uh, you know, bad. I think on a whole, I think it's better than it is. I think to me, all the stuff that is interesting and weird and cool about this movie like outweighs the stuff that I think is sloppy about it. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, I mean, Tom Cruise is good in it. He is going to some places, but he is good. Yeah, I agree. It's it's like maybe one of my favorite Tom Cruise roles. <laughs> I I would also kind of agree that like this is I watched this in the midst of like last year for some reason I got into like well I guess oh Jesus I guess it was like a year and a half ago like kind of tail end of the main thrust of lockdown I got into like a weird Tom Cruise like vibe yeah. and I was watching a lot of Cruise. And uh, yeah, I, I also agree because he just he's doing a lot of different stuff. Um, I still don't know if I like Diaz or not. I, I haven't decided. I'm not sure. It must needs be remarked. She does utter my favorite line of dialogue in all of cinema. 
Which do, you, is, do, you, do you know what that is? No, not off the top gonna, of my is head. Is it going to be the cum line? I swallowed your cum. That means something. <laughs> uh, something. As, soon as, as soon as you said that, that's exactly where I thought you were Carson going. Carson is canceled. <laughs> I am. I have, so, I have hereby canceled Carson. It's such a good line. I want, I've told, I've told my roommate, cause I say it all the time. I want, oh God. I, <laughs> I do. She, I mean, she knows what it's from. Like, you know, yeah. but like, I've, I, I want it. I want to, I want a cross stitch of it and I want to put it on the wall. <laughs> That's hell. That's hell world. I know. I know it is. I'm going to have love Pendy it. embroider that for you. Oh, she, please. She took up embroidery during COVID. I'm oh going to make sure that God. happens. Oh my God, please. I love it. It's, it's great. It's sex. Sex is a promise you made with your body. <laughs> I swallowed your cum. That means something. And then she drives the car off the bridge. Oh, what a boss bitch. Oh my God. Incredible. So, but you know what? I've decided I like Cameron Diaz in this movie. I think uh, I do too. And like, that's the thing is like, I generally don't like Cameron Diaz. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, I know a lot of people really like no, her. No, I get it. I just like, can yeah. never get on board mm-hmm. with her. Like, I always, I don't know. Like, I I just I I never really like Cameron Diaz and things, and it was that like scene where she's going off the rails and like driving where I was kind of like I was like okay Cameron like 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 I'm locked in with you now like mm-hmm. I normally because I mean like clearly she is playing like mentally unstable you mm-hmm. know what I mean like. Uh, and I was just kind of like, I was kind of like, Cameron, like you're selling me, like you don't normally sell me. Like I normally see this, this veneer of like ironic try hard with maybe not even ironic try hard, but just kind of like, um, almost like winky, like I'm in Cameron Diaz. I know I'm in a movie. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I, I feel like I always feel this kind of like wink to the camera with Cameron <clears throat> Diaz. Um, even when it's like not there, um, like even when it's not there like textually yeah and that was kind of the moment where i'm kind of like oh like you're acting like overshadowed that for me and like i believed you as a person who was losing their goddamn mind Mm -hmm. this yeah Mm -hmm. i i mean i agree i too i have issues with diaz i very rarely kind of find her to be a compelling screen presence Mm -hmm. i mean like but those movies in which she goes really big and really weird are usually the ones where I connect. Like I like her in this. I like her a lot in being John Malkovich. Have you, wait, have you, have you seen Gangs New York? Uh, yes, yes. She yes. is disaster. I mean, like that is the movie that I watched. I was like, oh, maybe Cameron Diaz just isn't a good actor. Cause she yeah. is disastrous. Is New York? She is, and she is disastrous. Like yeah. it, she is Well, cause that bad. was like peak Diaz. And like, I'm sure Scorsese mm-hmm. was just like, you know, um, I'm sure he was just like, oh, she's like, she's like, you know, a really hot actress yeah. right now. And I don't mean hot, like sexually attractive. I mean, hot, like, yeah. oh, she's like getting a lot of work and is like very popular yeah. and is like really yeah. killing it. Um, like I should, like I'm Martin Scorsese. I should work with her. Like, that's what I should do. Yeah. Cause you know, it is that thing of like, she's only been in, you know, like for the most part, like, mm-hmm. like contemporary comedies, like I bet. Like she could really shine if we put her in like a period piece or like, I bet like, wouldn't she love the chance to like do some like quote unquote real fucking acting, you know? And uh, it goes pretty poorly. Yeah. She's, I mean, next to, I mean, that movie, what do you, do you like that movie, Caroline? I haven't seen it in like 
years. It um, is, I probably haven't seen uh, it in 10 years. And I remember thinking like, that was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember thinking like, oh, like pretty, pretty neat little movie. Um, yeah. Cause it's like, it's like Leo and Day-Lewis. So like. I, look, it's, I will say it is Leo not fully all the way there. Like he's maybe 70% of the way to having a, you know, a whole performance sure. next to Day-Lewis just fucking, I mean, maybe, maybe literally wrecking it, doing maybe his most, as much as Day-Lewis will do some truly like out of the box weird shit and make it seem naturalistic. He is, he's firing at all cylinders in that thing. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah. But like, and then yeah, every time Cameron Diaz comes on street, it's bad. And like, I mean, yeah, she's just been in so many comedies and she's bad. And I think all of them, she's, you seen, there's something about, about Mary. A long time ago. Oh my Lord. I watched that thing for the first time like a year and a half ago. And I'm here to tell you that thing is trash. No. Yeah. I, uh, I see, I saw that when I was like, I saw that when I was like 16. So I was like, this is the funniest fucking movie ever. Yeah. No, because I love the nineties, like went mm -hmm. off on like how fucking great that movie was. And so I watched it when I was like 16 and I'm just like, wow, this is the best thing I've ever seen. This is so fucking funny. And Mm -hmm. like, I, uh, have not revisited it. And, um, from the director of Green Book. Anyway, Vanilla yep. Sky. Vanilla Sky. <laughs> oh, really quickly, I'll be yeah. here to defend Cameron Diaz. Uh, I, I don't know that I can pick a movie that I think she's like phenomenally revolutionary mm-hmm. good in, but like she's someone who strikes me with the exception of, I guess, Gangs of New York uh, as someone who like knows what she does and who she is and gets the assignment. Uh, mm-hmm. The one movie I absolutely adore her in besides The Holiday Mm. she is also crazy um, is charlie's angels i think that movie fucking slaps fires on all cylinders it's been so long since i've seen that well okay i don't dislike cameron diaz like i don't think she's like a bad person or anything and i'm Mm. not like oh my god what a fucking hack (laughs) generally speaking i think you're right Corey. i think that like I, I don't think Cameron always understands the assignment, but I think frequently Cameron, like I think like one of her best movies is The Holiday because The Holiday is kind of not very good. <laughs> I think, it's okay like, to be wrong. Yeah, I know, Corey. It is okay for you to be wrong about The Holiday. <laughs> no. Um, no, and I mean, but I think like the thing is, is like The Holiday is so like weird and stilted and like, it has to make so many like long walks for like the short mm-hmm. drinks of water it's getting. And it's sure. very just like overly, like overly complex and just like kind of when you look at it really silly. And I think Cameron Diaz in that is like that thing of like, it is that like almost knowing wink to the camera. It's like, it's like I don't yeah. necessarily enjoy watching that because it's just like, whatever but it's like compare her performance to kate winslet in that movie where like yeah. kate winslet is like i'm doing like like i'm fucking doing like i'm doing Chekhov right now yes. and like the yes. thing yes. i am the thing i am um like so upset about is that i have to cover my exes who i still work with who i'm still in love with sweating with the woman she cheated on for me with for work and cameron diaz is like haha like I'm going to London for a holiday. Like watch me, watch me put this, uh, watch me turn on this blender without the lid on it. Oh no. <laughs> like, I don't think she yeah. does that in that movie, but like, it's very much that energy. And like, I think she's like fine <laughs> doing that. I just think that like, 
I think the movies that she's the best in are just not really my cup of tea. Gotcha. And I think when she like when you slot her into something like this, where it's like, all right, Cameron, like let's get fucking serious. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. just like also not my cup of tea. But like but I did like her in this. I did like her in this, especially yeah. post, especially post car crash scene. Mm-hmm. Like I think she does the like <laughs> I'm a spooky nightmare girl. Like yeah. she actually does yeah. that really well. Like the way she just like like looks into your fucking soul with malice, but like this weird, like, I'm going to fuck you malice. Like is, I think she she like, I think she kind of nails it. Yeah. Well, cause it's the beginning of the pre-dream portion of the movie. She is like such like a quote unquote problematic trope. She's like a, you know, she's like a, a woman you fuck and then throw to the side, but then, Oh no, she's a black widow. She's going to come and kill you. Like, like that is, such a like she's such a nonsense character and like not a very good bit of representation and then like but then the turn of turning that into like okay so tom cruise plays like a shitty like a shitty lightly sex addicted billionaire what would that guy's worst nightmare be and it's like a womany bone coming back to get him like yes like that that works and she does play that really well i mean we gotta Oh, Lord, this thing. I do want to say this movie, I say this ironically because the other two movies came out after it, does steal two of my favorite, um, two of my favorite bits of plot minutia from The Matrix Resurrections and 2016's Serenity. Uh, just, wait, have you seen Serenity? I've not. I've okay, not. We've got to, we're going to do that on the Patreon at some point. That's not a main feed movie, but it'll happen. Um, but... I, I did watching it this last time. I was like, ah, oh, Lana Wachowski, you fucking stole this. <laughs> what, just this, the, the just, bit at the end with the sky? or No, jumping off the roof. All the stuff oh, about gotcha. you gotta take a leap or, of faith. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. A thing that I think works much better in The Matrix Resurrections, to me at least. Um, definitely, definitely. I, I do, before we finish, I do think I do need to mention the other scene that I think just like works is when he's in the bar and the guy is just like, yeah, you can, this entire reality is a dream and you can control it. And then everyone in the bar just looks at him like, yep. yep. That's another, that's, cool. that's, that is another good one. Cause that's like, Cameron Crowe is not, is a filmmaker that I think is very, very interesting because I find his movies to be either pretty good and then all the way down to utter failures of cinema, like Elizabeth Town and fucking Aloha and all that stuff. But like, he he does occasionally capture these just like very compelling bits of screen craft. Like he does, he has these little jolts of brilliance where I'm just like, yeah, I mean, I do just want to keep watching this thing, you yeah. know? No. And Cameron Crowe is one of those people for me, like weirdly enough, I think very much like in the, in the like realm of like Zack Snyder, mm-hmm. where it's like, it's like, I think it's like a technical, like as somebody who like knows how to like shoot and edit together a scene and direct actors, like mm-hmm. through that work, I think like, I think you are so good at like technical 
like technically directing films mm-hmm. and I hate everything you fucking write on the page. Yeah. Like, can we just like, can we make a law where like Cameron Crowe and Zack Snyder can only be directors for hire? Like, yeah. can, we, can we make that a law? Because like, I think they could do some really fucking interesting stuff. If like you get a fucking like, like bang up screenwriter writing something very like, I don't know, like they both work. I mean, I guess, Cameron Crowe like vaguely works in like genre. He does that weird thing where it's like with this and like almost famous and like mm-hmm. um, stuff where it's like, it's like, it's, he does, he shoots things very like naturally and very like realistically, but like they cinematically or like story-wise like do fall under genre, but he like does them a little bit more like intimately. Like this is like soft sci-fi, you know, like especially mm-hmm. there at the end, but like, you know, he never does until the very end um, where they're on the roof. He never does like the full inception thing of like, and then the walls start caving in and like yeah. things start twisting and like, oh no, it's slow motion and you're flying through the air, but in slow motion, it, he just, he just does the like, he does like the, the social nightmare, um, you know? And so it's like, it's like, he kind of does genre stuff, but he kind of does like, but it is, it does settle in like a state of like naturalism through a lot of like the, the, the direct or like the, the scene work. And I just think that like, if you gave this man like a coherent script, I think he could really direct the shit out of it in a way that like could really like work and like resonate with people. And I just think that like, when you give him, when you say like, okay, Cameron, like write, write me a story and then direct it. I think it just kind of doesn't, work a lot of the time yeah it's really weird i'm looking now because i do think he's written i think he's like movies. written and directed everything i don't yeah. know that he's ever been a director for hire and it's the same thing too with fucking Zack snyder yeah he just insists upon you just yeah you need like a really a good screenwriter and like a strong producer who's got to be there being like okay so here's the thing <laughs> i know that that image is cool and compelling but when you can when you use when you contrast the image to the next image that you use and also the thing that the people are saying thematically what you're saying is not the thing you think that you're saying like exactly. you, you know <laughs> like yeah it's but i mean my last guy this movie's just so i I also think it's just such a weird i am also fascinated by this movie because it is such a weird artifact of 90s popular cinema of like one we say it all the time this thing would not get made today and if it did it'd be like a straight to hulu you know type of thing um and two it's just like yep big movie star can sell something that people have no you know an adaptation of a spanish of like a short spanish film um and and it's also it's just like it is at this critical like junction in tom cruise's career well, tom cruise and cameron crow because this is yeah and after this is this, it's all, is this crow's first movie post jerry Maguire, or does he yes. sneak one in in between yes it's jerry Maguire, and then he wanted to do more with with Cruz, right, and then yeah, this, clearly. and then, or wait, or maybe Almost Famous is between. I think you I might. Think Almost Famous was before Jerry Maguire. That's what I thought too, but I'm not sure. But then I just know that after this, it is all downhill. I mean, it's yeah. I, uh, t- Cruz is back now. Almost He's, Famous is in between them. Almost Famous yeah, is 2000, okay, and okay. then this is 2001. Yeah, I mean, Tom Cruise is like fully i think back now because he's the mission impossible guy right and he is and he is mr mission impossible like that is his entire thing um 
but then after this, it's like Cameron Crowe, one of the most beloved directors of the late 80s and early 90s, is just is just gone. It's just it's it's this and then Elizabeth Town and then We Bought a Zoo and then Aloha. And he has done anything since. And it's, here's the thing about We Bought a Zoo. It's a good movie. I've heard We Bought a Zoo is good. I, I have heard that. I have not seen it. It is that in singles are the two Cameron Crowe movies I have not seen. What is We Bought a Zoo about? It's Mark about buys a zoo. No, <laughs> Matt Damon buys a zoo. Matt Damon buys a zoo. Man, if it was Mark Wahlberg buying a zoo. <laughs> <laughs> See, the oh. joke I was making is uh, the title. Uh... Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> it's about how they bought a zoo. Yeah, it's uh, Matt Damon and Scarlett Johansson and, and they buy a zoo. And then they got to run a zoo. That's crazy. Isn't that like oh, based on a true there? story? Or did I make that up? I think it is. Oh, hey, you know what? You know why maybe this is a better movie? Because the screenplay, Cameron Crowe has a credit, but it is mostly by Aline Brosh McKenna, the woman who produced uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Oh, nice. Nice. Oh, nice. Okay. Pretty cool. Yeah. So like, but I mean, have y'all seen Elizabeth Town? No, no, I've heard it is unwatchable. It is uh, bad. <laughs> it is bad. I would argue that it's kind of bad in a sort of interesting way. And then Aloha is a movie that I could not finish because it was boring. Um, but yeah, it's it's this very weird junction in cinema in the 90s. And for that reason, and for its just overwhelming oddness, I do I do have a weird love for this thing. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine myself watching this again, like literally anytime soon, but like, I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. If this movie, let me put it this way. Um, And I don't really go to Walmart much anymore because like I hate going to Walmart. But they have the $5, they have the $5 DVD bin Mm -hmm. at Walmart or a Blu-ray bin at Walmart. And if I was trolling through the $5 Blu-ray bin at Walmart and Vanilla Sky was there for $5, I would almost certainly buy it. Mm. Let me put it that way. Yeah, yeah, I get that. It I is, get that. It is not like a favorite movie of mine. I don't think it's really reshaped any opinions I have on like film or cinema, but like I enjoyed watching it. And I think as a work of art, it is like strange. And like, if you think about it, if you think about it for too long, it's kind of stupid. But if you like can kind of just like jump on its wavelength and just be like, okay, like I'm here, like I'm going to watch this man go through like an emotional journey. And like, Mm -hmm. like, I think, I think it works. I think it pretty much works pretty successfully. All right. Okay. Well, in a way that I was not expecting to, and that might be because my expectations were so low. (laughs) Yeah, I might have I might have unfortunately set your expectations a little on the low side. Yeah. But yeah. Well, um, I mean, any last thoughts about Vanilla Sky? Um I have a last thought, sort okay. of a wide reaching retrospective. Oh, yes. please last thought. I've been so interested by this whole conversation because the entire time we were watching this movie. Uh, let me rephrase that. I've been interested in the fact that Caroline was like, Yeah, I'm super into this. And Carson is like, I mean yeah yeah expect this the entire time i was watching this i was like this doesn't make sense to me that carson brought this and caroline didn't yeah yeah Yeah. no i mean i think that's fair i think that's fair like it felt the whole time i was like what i don't understand i just don't get it um so i just wanted to share that last little fun nugget of thought that i had no i mean it is definitely it is definitely that thing where i'm like i'm like kind of weird and stupid but it's weird and stupid in a way that i like so yeah yeah i kind of like that it's a little weird and a little stupid but like yeah it's a a real it's a real venom 
<laughs> get him venom get him venom oh man they should do a sequel where venom's in it that's been my thing recently my life my main life bit has just been like oh yeah what if like venom was in that <laughs> okay Corey, do you want to tell the nice people where they can find us on the internet i would very much if you are still here after that venom joke and you like what you hear please be sure to like us and subscribe wherever you stream your podcasts uh leaving a review also really helps boost the visibility of the show Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd at HHYNSPod. Special thank you to our patrons. Uh, if you'd like a shout out on the show and bonus content, head over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash HHYNSPod. We have multiple levels, all with their own perks, ranging from $1 to $25 a month. As I said, if you're interested in hearing more, please visit patreon.com slash HHYNSPod. And these two actually don't know this, but I just posted while they were uh, talking our Dark Knight commentary. Oh, hell yeah. uh, That is the newest addition to the Patreon. Um, And yeah, our episode on Star Wars, Star Wars will be going up probably either today or tomorrow. So lots of really fun, exciting stuff. Today or tomorrow, time of recording or today or tomorrow. Uh, Yes, today or tomorrow, March 5th or 6th. We are out of order. We do. We do. We haven't had a drink in a couple episodes. Yeah, Yeah, because the the next episode we're going to do comes out before this episode, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Rad. Great. Yes. Yeah, it sure do. Thank you, Jake. You record these out of order. Okay. Love it. Great. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Caroline, what the hell are we doing next week? I feel like any any movie post Vanilla Sky is going to be a weird a weird turn. Yes. Um, any movie post Vanilla Sky would be a weird turn. Um, but we are taking a, a, a we are going a very 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 different place. Next week we will be discussing uh, Guillermo del Toro's. Not his first film, but certainly his breakthrough film in the non-Spanish speaking world. Um, we are going to be watching Pan's Labyrinth. Ooh, which okay, I that one's... still kind of can't believe you haven't seen, but yeah, that is the thrust of the podcast. Makes no sense. So. Exactly. All right. Well, I'm excited for it though. We'll see you next week. We will see you guys next week.